Hey everybody, we are back again. Episode two of our project, The Journey, Life on Tour with Jimmy Bendek. We have Jimmy on with us tonight. He is in Cancun, Mexico. He's had a couple matches in already. And uh, Jimmy, you ready to talk a little bit? Yeah, hey David. Yeah, I'm really excited to, to start a second episode. Um, let, let's talk about conditions there first. You got in. Well, first off, congratulations on, on walking with graduation in Baylor. That was Saturday. You then took an early morning flight to Cancun on Sunday and then played, what, two singles matches yesterday, which is Monday. We're recording this on Tuesday. You were supposed to play doubles today, but got rained out, right? Yep. Got rained out today. All right, so walk us in. So, so walk us in. You, you, you get off the you get off the plane on on Sunday, and uh, you, you get to where you're staying, and, and walk us through it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I, I landed at 9 a.m. on Sunday. Uh, I had graduated on a Saturday, so that was pretty awesome. And you know, get off the plane, and I'm you know we're debating whether we want to do an Uber from our Airbnb every day or whether we want to do a rental car. And so we kind of did the math. We, we came up with the fact that it was probably going to be around the same. Um, but we quickly, well, I quickly discovered that there was no Uber from the airport and there was no Uber that goes to the tournament site from our Airbnb. So the first thing was obviously getting a rental car, um, you know, found a couple places, you know, basically bartered with a, you know, basically a couple of Mexican car com- rental car companies and ended up uh, being able to rent a car for $309 uh, for two weeks. So and, that there's was three, pre- and there's three other guys? There's you and three other guys? No, no there's there's one other guy. So okay. it's me and one other guy are splitting that. So it's okay. a, that's actually a pretty good deal. Um, I basically went to my Airbnb. Uh, there, the address that the Airbnb showed wasn't the right address. So I basically called the guy, and he, he gave me basically voice directions to find his home. Okay. Um, you know, after about an hour and a half, uh, you know, because he didn't answer for the first hour, I finally found where I was supposed to stay. It's a really well-guarded, pretty nice neighborhood. Um, really like the Airbnb. Um, and we're staying here for $34 a night, so we're splitting it in two, and, and overall it comes to about $18 a night, so it's a really good deal. Um, so we were great about that, and our plan was to start, cu- you know, whenever George would get here, um, you know, we'd go to the tournament site, which is what basically I waited for him, picked him up at the airport, uh, went to the tournament site, signed in, uh, basically did a short practice, and went to Walmart. And then, yeah, we cooked, we cooked the first night, which was Sunday night, two, two nights ago. I uh, had a really nice meal, po- basic pasta and meat, you know, really cheap. I think we, it was like a, probably a $7 meal uh, in total. So it was, a, you know, obviously saving, doing a good job saving money and, and you know, being efficient in that way. Um, and very convenient as well, obviously being able to cook at home. And then, yeah, then we started the next day. So how far Monday, is the site? How far is the site away from where you're staying? It's about, it's about 15 to 20 minutes. Oh, okay. So it's no. it's a it's a decent ways, but but wait wait till I tell you the story. So the the site is actually like kind of in the middle of the jungle. So you know we're on this kind of main road um, that goes to Merida, uh, Mexico, and it's it's you know you're about four or five miles into that that highway before you even have to turn into the site, um, and then when you turn into the site, it's a dirt road, and you go about I would say a mile to a mile and a half on this dirt road. Um, that has massive potholes in it, and they're basically all that's around you is is, is basically trees and bushes, um, and we're in this like one lane dirt road um, all the way to the site, and basically 
you know, I, you know, I drove, we finally got there. I drove, I thought this was like, I literally got there. I'm like, this is straight from a movie, you know, like, like I'll, I'll, I'll send, I'll put pictures on my make a champ, um, of the site, but it's, you know, you could never imagine that there was a tennis center out here. You know, <laughs> it felt like, you know, it felt like, you know, it, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. You know, it felt like we were in the middle of the forest. And so, you know, kind of crazy start, kind of crazy environment. Um, you know, it's really hot and really humid out here. That's one of the first things I noticed. I just, if you stand outside, basically at any point of the day, you, you break a sweat. Um, and I'm someone who doesn't sweat that much. And I literally um, went through two shirts in my first practice and it was a 45 minute practice. And it was wow. like, it wasn't like the most intense practice ever. So, you know, guys are, you know, almost every guy is changing pair of shoes every match. Like it's, it's really, really tough condition. So, you know, and you notice that as soon as you step outside here in Mexico. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the first the first night, um, and then yeah, the next day uh, there's two qualifying matches on the fir- the first day of qualies. So that's kind of a little different than um, you know than what we're used to as in pro tennis. Usually there's max one match a day, but um, I had two two first round quality matches in singles. Obviously, I want to get into singles just to get some ranking. Obviously, for the extra money. Um, and it's good for me just to improve and to work on my game, get used to the courts. So um, early on, I'm going to be playing singles in, the, in these futures events. And I actually, I actually beat a guy who who had qualified the last two weeks here and who has been doing pretty well. Um, you know, I lost the first set seven six. It took about um, it was 50 minutes and it was three all. And then we had a, about a one and a half hour rain delay. Um, so that was really tough, right? So so the day started at nine and we. We basically played a pretty long match, pretty long first set. It was three all, um, 50 minutes in, rain delay, and then I ended up losing the first set seven six. Uh, that ma- that set like I believe took like an hour and 45 minutes, and then I beat him the second set six four and won the tiebreaker ten three. And right, overall the match breaker. like it's a super breaker yeah, in the third. Okay, exactly. And on court time was probably around two hours and 50 minutes. So it was a really long match. It was over 95 degrees um, on the court and. You know, it, it was really humid, like 80, 85% humidity. Um, you know, it felt like you were kind of, it was kind of raining. Um, as we speak, it's thundering outside, so kind of funny. Um, and then, yeah, and then they gave me an hour turnaround for the next match, which was really, really tough for me. Um, you know, I had just, basically, I, I couldn't eat lunch there. I, I ate, actually, breakfast there. I had a second breakfast at the site right before breakfast closed. Um, you know, thinking, oh, well, I'm going to have time to go home after my match and, and eat. Um, and yeah, they, they gave me an hour turnaround and honestly, I didn't want to eat the lunch there, uh, because, you know, everyone's been getting food poisoning actually, you know, which was, I think actually ended up being a good choice and kind of unfortunate because I think it affected me physically. Um, and I had been doing a really good job hydrating and I had been, been doing a good job snacking, but I didn't really get a real, real meal in, um, you know, after 11 o'clock. So that was kind of tough. And then, you know, during the beginning of the match, there's, there's two people, actually like this is kind of graphic but kind of you know being sick in the back of the court because our, we, we played kind of on on the end court and there's two people literally like in the jungle um you know throwing up basically so like I, it was a good move not to not to eat the food for lunch um and yeah I, I unfortunately had a lot of opportunities in my match uh in my second match against logan smith he, you know he's a really good player from usc he just graduated as well and i was up five two um, you know, I had, I believe, eight set points in the first set, and I just couldn't pull through. I lost the tiebreaker 
it was a really really close first set and then I kind of just I, I did, really didn't have it in me physically anymore um, and I feel like I'm in pretty good shape obviously not as good a shape as I'd like to be but for the first match in two and a half months you know I, I, I played really good tennis um, especially for just being here one day um, but it was unfortunate I couldn't clo close out the you know the first set and, and credit to him he played really well in the big moments he saved like he really saved the set points and you know he served big and, and played good points but it was just it was a tough it was honestly it was just a tough day I played just under five hours of tennis on the court um, in matches and obviously I warmed up for about 45 minutes before the match so it you know it was over five hours of tennis on the court in hot weather and there was multiple breaks um, in between the rain delay really affected me and obviously it was a really really long day um, ended up going to Walmart after that and got some food and then today uh, warmed up my my roommate um, and the guy I'm playing doubles with George Goldoff for his singles match and ended up getting rain delayed for for doubles so that's kind of what's what's been going on it's definitely uh, definitely got a lot better at tennis you know yesterday definitely it was a really really good experience especially for the first tournament back and and logan's a really good player he made he made the semis of the futures last week here um right. from qualifying so he's you know it wasn't a bad loss and i obviously had my opportunities and and i could have done better but you know good learning experience and and obviously um got better at tennis and i i guess early on i think that's what matters most you know how much am i improving every single day um, because in the end, this isn't this isn't just this week, right? It's going to be, the, you know, how can I be, how good can I be in a year or two from now? So of course, and well, and again, yeah. the listeners that, that that hear this, you know, some of them are they played a lot of um, high level junior tennis back in the day, so they remember playing two, three matches a day, and even if they're in their consolation draws, it may be more than three matches a day with not a lot of break time. So when you look at pro tennis, you generally don't think you get that small breaks. You may play one match a day. Here you're playing two, and as Jimmy said, he only got an hour in between. He couldn't eat the food. The food wasn't uh, to his liking or many players uh, liking, as he described, and this is all part of it. It's not just what you can do on the tennis court. This is why it's really difficult and why we're really fortunate to have Jimmy here kind of explain all the extra things that go into um, trying to make it. Again, I, I said from episode one, this isn't all going to be about why didn't Jimmy go down the line and sit across court at 4-4 in the third. These are all who deals with the elements the best possible way because there are going to be a lot of different elements that you're going to have to react to at this level. Yeah, and I, I think this tournament is particularly tough, right? I think a lot of guys don't do well here because, you know, you have to be focused and you have to have a good mindset, and it's really hard to do that, um, especially in this environment, right? Like, you only get one bottle of water per match, so, you know, basically, luckily, we went to Walmart and I bought, you, bought a bunch of bottles of water, but most guys are paying $1 a bottle, you know, because they're staying at the tournament site, and, you know, you're going through five, six, seven bottles of water per match, minimum, Um you know, you have electrolyte drinks that cost two and a half dollars there. Like guys are going through that like it's water. Um, right. So it's really, it's you know, they've made it a really tough environment for the players, and it definitely hasn't, it definitely hasn't been easy um, for a lot of the players. And I, mean, I actually enjoyed myself. Like I think, I think you know, the positive of yesterday was, you know, it was really tough. It's a really new environment. You know, things aren't perfect here by any means. Um, but I, I had a lot of fun, you know, and I, I definitely got better at tennis, and I, I think that's what matters in the end. So you had two singles matches yesterday, won one and lost a tough one in the second. You have doubles. It was You were going to play doubles today, but it got rained out, so you're set yep. up um, for tomorrow. Yep, and set up for tomorrow. 
and just one match about, tomorrow. I know we're talking a lot about you know cost of the food and the drinks and everything. Do you have any type of sponsorship um, granted to you as far as gear or equipment? Not yet. Um, so obviously, I'm I'm going to look into talking to um, a couple a couple companies, maybe Selenko. Uh, you know, once I, I start getting used to you know used to their string, I'm going to be switching to Selenko string pretty soon here. Um, when I run out of my wheel, reel of Luxalon, and if I like it, then I'm, I'm going to try to talk to them. Um, and I'll, honestly, no, nothing really major yet. I think it's pretty difficult early on to get deals. I think if I reach out, I might be able to. Um, I might be able to get some help. Um, I just haven't. I honestly, early on, what I want to do is I want to build a, a resume and I want to prove myself before I reach out. Right? I think that'll give me more. You know, it'll it'll help me out a lot more in what de- whatever deal that I do get. So. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing really major yet. I just want to kind of get out there, play a little tennis, and, and prove myself before before I get anything. Makes makes perfect sense, and like you said, it can help your credibility if you build some sort of resume. Um, and that's what you're looking at doing every single week. Again, it's not like you said; it's not so much about wins and losses right off the bat. It's getting used to these amount elements and getting a little bit better every day. So, next week you're going to be at the same site. It's just a, it's a different tournament, but it's basically the same site, same type of deal, right? Yeah, it's basically the exact same tournament all over again in the same exact place. It's just a new tournament, right? Um, Is that and it's, common it's kind in the of, futures level? I mean, do they do, do normally sites have like two, three tournaments in a row like this? So, so no. I mean, yes and no. There's a couple places in the world that have this, right? And and one of them, you know, is Cancun, um, and they just started this year. You know, I can't pinpoint the exact reason why they're doing this um i actually kind of think it's a little unfortunate that they're having all of them in cancun because it's not the easiest environment for players to be in because i believe they take away futures from north america for example these these futures could actually be all in orlando if orlando was able to bid for them so you know it's kind of tough in that sense um and kind of unfortunate for for you know americans who who are people who live in the u.s who want to maybe play in maybe a more expensive environment but also maybe a safer environment in a much easier environment to play in, um, so yeah, th- I believe there's there's going to be over like over 25 futures in Cancun this year, um, and there's some guys that are staying here, you know, six, seven weeks, and that's, you know, I don't know if I could do that honestly because it's it's pretty tough out here, and and it shows like kind of the mental toughness. But I I think for me, you know, once I get some doubles points and I'm able to get into the tournaments in the U.S then I feel like that's the level I want to be playing at, right? Because in the end, I want to be a professional tennis player. I want to be able to win um, at whatever, you know, even though this level might not be as high as the futures in the United States. Um, you know, in the end, I have to be able to win the futures in the United States to, to be able to get to the challenge level and win challengers, right? So, right. you know, just, just here to get some points um, so I can basically make get into all the futures um, in the U.S. And then I'll be... Basically, yeah, basically the rest of the year after these two futures, I'll be playing all U.S. tournaments. So, All right. Well, we, uh, we really appreciate it. I know you got to eat and hydrate for tomorrow, and we're at the 15-minute mark here. We said we want to leave these to 10 to 15 minutes each episode. Appreciate it. And um, for sure, we're going to talk again next week. Uh, hopefully you do well in dubs at this tournament, and then you're going to go uh, go right back at it next week. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Hopefully next week I have uh, uh, my first – you know, futures tournament under my belt and, and hopefully it's a win. <laughs> for sure, uh, for sure. A, a, Thanks. A championship, so. For sure. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, appreciate your time. Thank okay. you. All right, there we go. Episode two. The journey, life on tour with Jimmy Bendick. 
Stay tuned. Again, we're going to do this every week or every other week, and we'll talk soon. Bye.